in our modern day, this would be an outright, in-your-face, exact illustration of a boxing ring. And the Bible says that if you're going to understand, there's going to be a lot of people in that ring that are constantly getting knocked out. He said, but I'm going to challenge you to earnestly contend. I want you to get it in your mind to get on the gloves, to walk into your marriage, to walk into the schools, or walk into your family, or walk into that situation and understand that I give you all diligence. I, I, I beg of you, put up your dukes and fight for the glory of God because I promise you this, if you think the Christian life is all about being passive, sitting on your hands, going to church, and just listening to messages, you are missing it. And then you said, why, why did you get in all this? Because I'm tired, tired, and broken of seeing so many casualties. Tired of seeing so many casualties. I thought about different things and, and last, uh, the, when we did this last, we got into the heart of the fighter. And I thought, man, David was a man that truly knew how to fight. He, it wasn't his stature, it wasn't his stamina, it wasn't his muscles. Actually, when he came out, he said, you sent me a ruddy. You sent me this little boy that, that's got rosy cheeks and throwing rocks at me. He says, really? This is going to bring me down? God said before that, he said, man, Samuel, don't look on his outward. He said, man looks at all those things, but he said, God looks upon the heart. And I said, it is the heart of the fighter. It is, it is what um, is on the inside. It's what makes us strong and what's us, what makes us have the stamina and the strength and the character to get through, not the outward. I'm not going to go to it all and all of it, but I, I, need, I need you to understand. I said, when it comes to contending for the faith, this is what it's not, okay? And I, and I, I walk through these, and I... I, I acted this out and we did this and you got this fighter in this corner and that fighter in that corner and the guy goes to church and he's like all charged up and saying man I'm I'm not doing well right now with my kids and I, I they're not listening and I feel like I'm losing them and he's all pumped up he's excited he gets in there to fight with the world or the devil or the enemy or the opposition whatever it is and you go at it before long you're knocked out and you say oh god I don't understand you told me to earnestly contend for the faith and I'm on the ground I'm failing God says, it doesn't start with how hard you fight. So a lot of people, you're involved in everything. A lot of people know a lot of things. And a lot of people have the knowledge. And a lot of people go to church. A lot of people think the more they serve, the better they're going to do. And I'm involved in so much. And I do this and I do that. And it's all about doing. God said, it's not the outward things. And man, we need programs and Awana and junior church and vacation Bible school. We need pageants to fight the devil. But God turns back to the fighter and says, listen up, buddy. If your heart is not strong, you will fail in that battle. And that's why we have so many casualties. We must start with a strong heart. So today, we're going to do a self-examination. We're going we're gonna to get serious with God. We're going to ask God Say, Lord, where's the true strength of a fighter? Lord, help us understand. So in Proverbs chapter 4, this is Solomon speaking. Solomon's one of the wisest men, the wisest man. God said that it was the wisest man that's ever lived. And God said, you know what, I'm going to, God gave him all this wisdom and he passed it down through the book uh, of Proverbs that we have right here to give us all these information that we can know how to live with strength and joy and success in our lives. So we're going to read this first verse, or two verses, and we'll pray, and then we'll get into this. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1. Hear ye children the instructions of a father, and attend to no understanding, for I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. Let's pray. Dear God, I, I know without a doubt 
Lord, that you have a battle plan for every Christian. And Lord, I know that we all have desire, Lord, to win. And we all have that desire to have a good marriage or parent well, to be successful in our ministries, to have good relationships with our friends. Lord, to be able to do ministry or preach the gospel or stand in a Sunday school class or run a bus route or even put on a Christmas trauma, Lord, and be able to raise our hands at the end of it and say, Lord, we not only contended, but we won. We knocked out the devil. He didn't take our kids. Lord, we knocked out the devil. He he didn't storm into our church to try to cause a split. Lord, we knocked out the devil. He wasn't able, Lord, to divide me against my wife. Lord, we knocked out the devil and being able to stand. Well, Lord, help us to understand if we can't get the instruction that you laid out, if we can't adhere and soak up what you said, we are going to fail. Thank you for the word of God that we can study at this time. I pray this in your name. Amen. Listen to this, okay? And and today, I'm going to walk you through these verses. We're going to jump from chapter 4 to chapter 2 to chapter 4 again. Solomon's going to sit there. Imagine this, all right? He says, stop fighting. Sit down, son. He said, you're not getting back out there until you can learn how to do this. Because obviously, you think the harder you swing or the harder you push yourself, the better you're going to do it, but you're going to fail over and over again. He said, I want you to hear the instructions of your father. Here it says, it, it lays it out right here. It says, here, here the instructions, attend to no understanding. I give you good, what's the word? Doctrine. Man, I'm going to give you truth. We live in a world that is filled with lies, filled with all this garbage. You can go on a college campus and they're going to have parties and everything and tell you, man, this will truly make you happy and this is living it up and this is how to have a Friday night. That's not truly living it up. You, you can think that you can go out and shack up and live it up and do this and do that. And you're going to be and they turn, turn around and say, why aren't I happy? And God said, it doesn't work that way. And the world tries to give us this big fat pill of lies and shove it down our throats and we figure out later and say, I I don't know why I can't make my marriage work. And God says, unless you learn to love your wife the way that I've taught you, it will never work. Let me tell every couple here, have good doctrine right here. I have truth. You either apply it and live or you reject it and die, spiritually speaking. You cannot do it your own way. You will fail every time. You will get knocked out and you will not come out victorious. His father stands there and he says, man, son, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to give you what this world will not give you. I'm going to give you the truth. So here's number one. The source of our strength is truth. And I'm getting that straight from what the Bible says right here. In a world of lies, this will make the difference. You might feel down. You might feel trapped. You might might feel defeated. You might feel like, I can't get up. The Bible says, and you shall know the what? And the truth shall set you free, is what the Bible says. Man, this dad all pumped up and excited, and he's telling his son, he says, son, man, I've got such, man, you're going you're gonna to be a winner, son. I'm telling you right now, you can do this, but I'm here to tell you that this is your only chance. This will set you free from the lies of this world. This will make all the difference in your life if you'll just listen to the instructions of your father. And son, you're sitting there going, you kidding me? I've been going to church for 40. I've been going to church for 20. I've been, I've been going to church 37 years. I've been in, I, I'm 37, right? 37 years. I had a birthday, and it's messed me up because I kept telling people what the age was that I was going to be turning. 
And then when I turned that age, I bumped it up one more year, and I kept thinking I was 38 because I told everybody it was, anyways, has nothing to do with anything. 37 years I've been in church, my whole life. I'm here to tell you it's not about how much has gone into your brain because that's not going to make a difference if it's not reached your heart. I'm glad that your kids come to Sunday school to get it in their brains, but our targets to get it in their hearts. And Solomon right here is going to break it down and say, this is how you get it. And just so you know, and I love you to death, I'm glad you're here, I want to help you, but I promise you this, God has no desire to be your band-aid. God has no desire to be your quick fix. God has no desire to come in here and say, and I deal with people all the time and say, I'm down in this and this and this, and say, man, I need God. And I said, I'll tell you what, God will help you, God will change you, but don't come in here for two weeks and try to get that fixed and walk out of here and then turn around and think everything's going to be better. God has no desire just to sit there and pick you up for two feet for two minutes and then have you run back out in the world and do your own thing again. Here what he's going to say is, I'm going to give you the way to live, not just something you do on Sunday from 10 to 11 or 11 to 12. So give me the instructions of my father. So man, I'm, I'm going to give it to you straight. Listen to Solomon's plea. Verse 3, for I was my father's son. Who are we talking about? Who is his dad? David. Listen to this. He goes, I'm going to give you some wisdom, buddy. I can tell you somebody that fought the battle and won, and I can tell you about somebody that fought the battle and lost. I can tell you what my dad told me. He starts into this, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart talking about the heart of a fire was what we started with he said man let thy heart man I'm son I want I want you so bad to get it in your heart I don't care if you can talk about it in class and I don't care if you can repeat it for a star I don't I don't, I don't care if you can get up there and get it a want a badge it, it's not about the fact that you said it in that little kids program I want to know can I get it from your head to your heart he said if we cannot learn to do that we will all fail in our lives a lot of Christians that have a lot of knowledge, but they're not living it in their hearts. So I taught me also and said unto me, let thy heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. So I'm telling you, this is do or die, live or die. This is everything. David told Sol Solomon, he said, retain my words. Son, this is everything. So here, here's what it is. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1. We're going to start it over, and I'm going to show you. And you're going to say, all right, Pastor Tony, I'm getting this. So you're saying it's the heart. The strength of a fighter comes from the heart of a fire, and I'm getting it. And it's the truth. It's, it's, that's what we're doing. But how do we get it from our heads to our hearts? And I started reading through here, and, and Solomon, being the wisest man ever lived, literally started going, number one, number two. And I'm going to walk you through what he said here. Listen to this. Here, number one, here. Hear ye children the instructions of your father and tend to understanding. Hear, listen, come underneath the, the, the attention of. So the, the first thing he says, son, are you listening to me? He said, I want you to get this. You better be listening. Let me tell you guys something straight up. Here's the truth. It will never, ever, ever take effect in your kid's life if your kids are more faithful to T-ball than they are to church. Don't get mad at me. I'm trying, I'm trying to help you. I see way too many casualties where people lift up the, 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 the things of the world and everything else, and I'm not against those things, but we lift up way too many things that will not add up to a hill of beans in our children's lives more than we do God's word. 
God says, this will make a difference. You have your kids be faithful to reading and, and, and studying and doing everything else for everything else. And he said, man, you're never going to get it in your, your heads until you get it under the hearing of God's word. He started off and says, man, the first thing I want you to do, I want you to hear this. Get yourself under the hearing of God's word. He said, here, listen, sit down, pay attention, open your Bible, and hold and take in what I'm about to tell you right here. So that's kind of simple. Simple. When you go into the doctor's office and he sits down and he listen to what he says, but you do nothing with it. But there's a difference when the doctor comes in and says, all right, buddy, if you don't do what I'm going to say, you are going to die. Oh, okay. Uh, what do I need to do? <laughs> Perk up a little bit. Take out a pen. Can you write that down for me? Do you have a pamphlet on that? It changes everything. That's what, that's what Solomon's saying right here. Here, now listen to this. He goes from that, hear ye the children of instruction, and, and attend to know knowledge. Number two, right here, attend. I looked up that word. It means to hearken, to attend, to give, or to incline, to prick the ears. I, how many of you men are married today? Raise your hand. You're married. All right. I'm going to save the day for you right here. All right. Listen up to me. There is a difference between hearing and attending to the words that they're saying. Is that right, baby? <laughs> you can listen to what she says and even regurgitate the words that she says, but that doesn't mean you got it. I'm serious. <laughs> Been there, done that. He turns around and says, son, here's the thing. You can sit there and hear it, and we all the raising kids and everything, and we said, they're dead. I know, I know, I know. Okay, what did I say? You say that, that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get you to see, son, that it means a lot. When you pay attention to what I said, there's a difference here. He said, look up, pay attention, wake up, and grab a hold of this. And this wisest man keeps talking. He says, verse 2, for I give you good doctrine forsake it not. The word forsake right here means don't leave it. Don't leave it behind. Because man, it is great that you come to church and you listen and all of a sudden it pricks your heart and says, man, that is why we can't get along. That is why little Johnny's not growing as a Christian. That is why I I'm not doing what I should be. That is why. And he said, turn around. And he said, I want you to get up and I don't want you to leave it in the pew. It's not a Sunday thing. It's not a Sunday school thing. It it it's not a Bible study thing. It's a get it in your heart and live it out thing is what God was saying. It's got to be where you don't leave it. And he goes on to the next verse right here. Verse 4, he taught me also and said, let thine heart retain my words and keep my commandments. The word retain right there means to keep or follow close. Yes, you guys see what's happening right here, what he's doing? He went from listen or hear he went from that to pay attention, get this, and understand that it is life. He went from that to forsake it not. Stand up, son, when you get in there, you better pull with you. You better go with you with what you hear. And then he says, retain. He said, you better apply what you're hearing. You better get it in. Let, let me explain. Sin is what hurts us in this life. David would tell you this. Sin will knock you down. Temptation, lust, everything, those things that we're talking about. The Bible says... Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. God said, what I'm going to do is, he said, before you get in that battle to fight, he said, I want to get it in your heart. When you get out there, you are taking God with you into the battle. 
You are willing to apply the things that I say that will make application and change the outcome of the battle. Then he says this. Verse 4, he taught me also and said, let thy heart retain, keep, pull in, make application, keep my commandments, and live. That word keep is a little different. The word keep right there means, it's literally meaning to hedge about, to guard, to protect, to attend. He said, said, son, I'm going to tell you a lot of things. He said, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't get in the middle of the battle and start putting things around you, Listen to this. If you don't start making spiritual decisions, and young people make spiritual decisions, man, I love you guys, but I'm telling you now, if you don't start listening to Pastor Joe and listening to your Bible and doing your devotions that you do on Wednesday night and turning around and say, hey, I should flee lust, uh, uh, youthful lust. That's bad for me. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a guard in there. What is that rated? I'm not going to that movie. Hey, what, what is that? Is, is what kind of party is it? My mom and dad don't let me. Oh, do it anyways. No, I'm going to put some things on my life to protect me because you keep getting knocked out because you're doing it your own way. He said, man, I'm, I want you to get it. He said, son, you can walk in there. You can hear me. You can forsake it not. But when you get in there, you better put these things in place in your life if you want to stand and live. A lot of Christians love going to church. They love hearing it. They love the little outline on the screen and the little pamphlet they put in their Bible. They walk out and then they go do the same thing they did yesterday. Do the same thing, get the same result. I'm just telling you now. But when Solomon was begging his son, saying, I'm trying to help you get these things in your head. And you're probably saying, this isn't making sense yet. I promise you, if you'll hang with me for just a few more minutes, I'll connect the dots and it will make sense, I promise. We go from the strength of the fighter, which is truth, Now we have to have the application of truth, which is, I'm going to give you the biblical principle, is wisdom. Now, we're going to keep reading, and a lot of people look at this and go, man, that church, that preacher's going to go in there, and he's going to tell me I can't do this anymore, and that's bad, and I shouldn't do this, and I shouldn't do that. And that's really how a lot of people look at it. Even my kids, I sit there and say, all right, we we got to get up, and we got to clean. Why do we have to brush our teeth every day? I'm like, Really? You're going to be a poor, miserable little kid growing up if, until you get it in your head that this is just the way it is. This is the right thing to do. And I think with God, sometimes he looks at us and says, man, you're not getting it. You turn around and say, well, I want to do that party the way that I want to. And God says, man, will you get it? You get in there and you're going to keep messing up. You better take this and apply it because it's more than just getting it. Get it in your heart. Have you turned back to Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6? This all connects. The application of truth. Son, you can do it. Here, take this. Get in there and make it happen. All right, Dad, I'm going to do it. I've got everything that I need, and I promise you, I promise you, every situation, every battle that you have, God's got it right here. He has got your marriage worked out. He's got that problem with your kids worked out. He's got that conflict with the neighbor that's driving you nuts worked out. He's got it worked out. God said, you you better apply this. You better hold on to this. And listen to this. This is good. This is really cool. See, wisdom comes from God. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. Wisdom is not just getting it in Sunday school, but helping me live it when I'm in school. Wisdom is helping me when my boss is driving me nuts and I want to whack him one and punch him or whatever. God's going to help me stay out of trouble. Wisdom is God working in my life to keep me out of trouble. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6. For the Lord giveth wisdom. 
Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. The word buckler means a shield of protection. Come over here and he says, man, let me tell you what God will do if you walk in there with wisdom. You walk into that battle with God, I'm telling, I'm telling you now, my dad told me this when he fought all those battles, and I'm telling you as your dad, Solomon, God will do one of the most amazing things if you would just listen to this. So I'm telling you, one time, your dad told me a story about that, that lion and that bear, and I'm telling you, he followed God, and he cried out to God, and he brought down that lion. You know what it was? It was living out all that God has said. God is more than a theory. God is more than just something that preachers get up and yell about. Keep reading verse 8. And keepeth the paths of judgment. Not you. This, is, this fight's not about you. Listen. And preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity. Yea, every good path. Listen what he says. God preserves the way of his saints. Preserveth, guards, protects. God said, man, he's going to go in there. When you have it in your hearts, God's going to help you to understand when to swing and not to swing. It, 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 is a, it is a battle that we have, and a lot of us get knocked out. And God says, man, I understand the enemy, and I understand what you're facing. I can help you do it when it's the hand of God being placed upon you to win the battle. Well, I'll say, man, I need this. I know I need this. But when does this happen, Pastor Tony? When am I going to get to that point where church is more than church and I can actually feel the presence of God giving me and leading me in my, in, my, in my life, in my business or whatever at? Verse 10, when wisdom entereth into the heart, when you finally submit to everything that God has said and it gets in your head and you just say, you know what, I get it now. I shouldn't be living this way and I'm sorry. Son, that's what I've been trying to tell you. I, should, I shouldn't be rebellious against my parents, even though the son, that's what I've been, that, that's when it goes from the head to the heart. God so desperately wants to change Christians from getting it from their head to their hearts. When they turn around and they can cry and lift up their hands and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm so prideful. I'm so arrogant, God. When that, when that husband's able to go home to his wife and say, honey, I'm so sorry. I've been, I've been a jerk. I, I, I've been trying to push my way through this and never considering your feelings. When a son's able to go to his father and say, Dad, I've been, I've been so blind. I've been, I've been that. That's when it goes from the head to the heart. When you submit to God and say, God, I finally get it. And knowledge is pleasant unto the soul. You see, now that I've gotten to the place, and I'm not saying that I've arrived or I don't, please don't think that. Let me tell you, preachers are people just like anybody else. Please never think that, that Christians and preachers and all of us that stand at the front or stand at, are elevated in God's eyes to being super spiritual. But I'll tell you something that I can tell you, that God showed me along the way, that knowledge is pleasant unto my soul. Now it's, I don't mind a preacher getting up and preaching on something that's going to step on my toes, even though if my kids are going against it or, or something's wrong, because I figured out God knows what's best, and when I'm able to submit to him and I, I, I make changes in my life, things just seem to work better. And after falling on your face enough time, it's sweet to have things work out better. It's awesome to follow God and listen to what he says. He goes on, he says, when you finally get it, this is when you're drawing closer to God. And now we talk a lot about you need to have God, you need to have a relationship with God. I'm explaining that in a practical term. 
You can get into this and say, oh, God, that's, I'm not to set any wicked thing before my eyes. Lord, so, I mean, going to see that rated R movie where they cuss you 15 times and do all, all that, those scenes and stuff, Lord, I'm sorry. And all of a sudden, that wisdom starts taking action in your life. And then those guys get, hey, come on, we're going to go see that movie, man, and everything. And says, is it that one about whatever? And says, yeah. Don't they have, like, all these nude scenes and all that? Yeah, well, man, come on, we can overlook that. Don't, don't they curse God? Don't they drop the, this bomb and that bomb all through it? And it's like, yeah. He said, what's the big deal? No. He said, it's not good for me. I'm so tired of falling on my face, guys. I'm going to say no. And you know what happens? God begins to strengthen you in a way that you've never had before. You know what you're doing? You're keeping the garbage out and letting God in. God says, that's it, buddy. That's what I've been waiting on. You stand up and you say, it's not do's and don'ts. It's a relationship with God. And figuring out that fighting against him is not going to work. We see the source of strength is truth. The application of truth is wisdom. But the product of wisdom is victory. When God gets a hold of you and you listen and obey and you desire God's word and God begins to change you, that's when you start showing up and you, you, you like Bible study and you're going like, woohoo! And you're sitting there, you're studying everything and, you, and, and the pastor says, well, we're going to go ahead and close. Oh man, I was just getting into this. So some people instead, they come to church and they're like, is he ever going to be quiet? You know, it's just like, they're singing another song. It's like, you know why? It's, 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 it's all it is. It's up here. You've not gotten it yet. You've not realized how it's making you strong. You're not realizing that it's going to help you get through. And I promise you, I'm going to tie all this together. This, this is what happens in the fight. Look at chapter 4, verse 7. You say, you say all right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. I'm going to listen. I'll get it in my heart. I'm going to forsake it not. I'm going to retain it, which means I'm going to live it. I'm going to put things in my life and barriers and yes and no and I'm not dating that girl and, and, and I, I'm not going to I'm not going to go to that place and I'm not going to drink that thing and I'm going to I keep you and then God says wisdom gets into our hearts and it gives us the strength to fight and God does this from the inside out now I'm going to show you this God says I'm glad you're listening because I'm going to tell you what I'm going to hook you up with isn't it great to be hooked up by God I've had people hook me up, but nothing like what God's ever done. He said, all right, son, if you're going to get this, listen up. This is what I'm going to give you. He said, I'm going to give you a promotion. No joke. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. With all, get it understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. And you turn around and say, man, this is good stuff. Man, yeah, Mom, I had no idea all those days when you kept telling me that I shouldn't do that and do this. And when I get around a girl that's not my wife, that I shouldn't treat her a certain way and I shouldn't touch her a certain way and I shouldn't do this and that. Mom, I had no idea. Dad, I had no idea. I thought it was do's and don'ts. But man, when I got it and I stood there and I dated the right way and I did this and that and that music starts playing. Do, 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 and you're staying out there and Dad's sitting there and you look up at that guy and you're not ashamed and you're not embarrassed and you don't have regrets and saying that I did it my way and I have all these guilts and I, 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 I did this and that. When you're able to graduate as a, a teenager and get in high college and God hooks you up with that 
money to do what you want to do and all these things. You turn around and say, Mom, I could never afford college, but God worked it out. You know what God's trying to say is, Sin, I've been trying to take you all this time that I will promote you in ways that this world never could. I will set you up and push you forward and work out things that you never thought were possible when God does it. He said, I will promote you. Let, let, let me show you. Keep, keep on going. He, he says, verse 8, exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor. She shall bring thee to honor. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you look out and say, man, I so don't deserve the woman that I married. But I thank God for his blessings on me. He, he turns around and he says, man, I, I'm going to honor them. Wisdom brings blessings. Verse, verse 9 she shall give thee thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear my words, my son, and receive my sayings. And the years of thy life shall be many. Blessings. Wisdom brings direction. <clears throat> Listen to this. Verse 11. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the right path. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. Here, here. Here he said, man, son, I told you. I said, dad, I don't know what to go through life. I don't know. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to get knocked out. I want to get a good job. Well, dad, I want to I meet the right girl, dad. Dad, I, I, wanna, I want one day to make me serve God the way you do. He said, man, I'm telling you now, buddy. If you'll take this, I promise you. God does this amazing thing of working things out to make your way straight. God will open doors and work out things and what he, things, he goes, he will lead thee in the right path. When thou goest, thy steps shall be straightened. Verse 13, take fast hold of instructions. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. I told you, I, God gave me this, and I had to, I had to put everything in its place to try to explain it, because I, I, I knew what I wanted to do. Zach, will you come up here for a minute? I'm going to ask you to be my son for a minute, and I'm going to be Solomon. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to have you sit right here for a minute. And, and I'm, not, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I, I, want, I want you to understand what God was saying right here. God was saying so much the blessings that God has for you, Zach. And I know you already have, but let me talk to you like you don't, okay? All the things that God has planned for you, God says, if I would just get my people, my people to listen... Just, just to take it and soak it up. Because here's what you're going to hear your whole life. This is what you're going to hear, Zach. You're going to have, you can't do it without God. You need Jesus in your life. Jesus will fight your battles. I'm going to be honest, Zach. You know what frustrates me? Is I don't know what that looks like. I've heard that so much that I'm tired of all the little Facebook posts that have the little thing. God will fight your battles. I'm like, okay. You know, it's like, what's that look like? You guys know what I'm talking about? Stop being all spiritual for a minute. Be, help me here. Because sometimes we talk so spiritual that we don't understand what it looks like in real life. What does that look like when a teenager is standing with a group of friends that want to do something that he knows is wrong? What's it look like when a guy is standing with a group of guys and they're trying to tempt them to do something? What's it look like when a husband and wife are in the middle of a battle and he doesn't know how to fix it? What's it look like but me as a dad, and I walk into my son's room, and I sit on the bed next to him, and I look at him, and I'm saying, dear God, I need to help him. God, you said you'd fight for me, then let me step out, and you talk to him, because I don't know what to say. And I think I'm, I'm just 
frustrated. Is that okay? Is it okay to be frustrated to say, I want to know what this looks like in real life and not just that God will fight my battles? But that's what Solomon was doing here. I need, I need a, Ray, would you come up here and be a bad guy? Can, can you be a bad guy? I just need a big bad guy. Yeah, you're, you're going to do great. <laughs> I know, you need a sling. Forget the boxing gloves, give me a sling. He's got a plan for you, I'm going to tell you right now, Zach. You're going to be the devil of the world and all that. You are tall, man. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, Zach. You're sitting there going, man, I so bad want to earnestly contend for the faith. I want to fight for my purity. I want to marry right and do what's right. Man, I want to, I want to serve God. I want to do. Yeah, and that's exactly right. He knows. It's in his blood. Good job, man. You know how to be bad. You're standing over there, and, and the devil's got it on his mind. I don't want any of those things for your life. I, I, I don't want you to have success. I don't want you to have victory. I don't want to have all those things. God does something awesome because I have a heavenly father. And in this illustration, this, this, this young man had his dad, Solomon. But man, that's such a cool comparison that God is for me and God sits in my corner and God sits right there and says, man, I'm going to tell you, son, you got to listen up. Boop, boop. You know, listen up, son. We do with our kids. Listen to what I'm going to say and get these things in your heart because I've got a game plan. I've got a battle plan. And I promise you, it'll make your way straight. This will promote you. This will give you victories in your life. This will guide you to the white. This will help you live with no regrets. You turn around and you say, well, Dad, I'm not listening to all that. That's what, you're taking all the fun out of life and saying, man, just understand how much I love you, man. And under, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's not do's and don'ts. It's a dad that loves you so much he wants to see you succeed. This is going to promote you. And all of a sudden, the more I begin to talk to you and God talks to us. And you sit and hear, you listen, you retain, and you keep. And you forsake it not. And you get into that. Chapter 2, chapter 2. Go with me. We'll tie it all together, okay? God says, I'm going to bring you honor. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to be a buckler to you. I'm all those things. And you say, well, what does it look like? What does it look like? I'm going to show you. This is, this is just the out and out what it's going to look like tomorrow morning when you get at work, okay? When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, when this comes alive and becomes application to the things that we're even going to talk about next week, you turn around and say, Dad, I got it. This is what God says. Listen to this. Verse 11. Discretion shall preserve thee, and understanding shall keep thee. Discretion is God's plan. And I did a study on this. I even went back this morning. When you don't know what to do, God gives you the answer. Have you ever been in a situation and you're like, oh, do I say no to the job or yes to the job? You're sitting there going, oh, do I... Do, do, I, do I back off and retreat or do I run forward and do that and say, God, because I don't want to end up on my face again. Lord, uh, how about, man, dealing with women and just like, Lord, do I talk to her now or do I talk to her later? Do I apologize on one knee? Do I, I, I've heard from other, I do a lot of counseling and I pick up on these things, babe. So You're just trying to figure it out and you don't know it. And the Bible says right here, when wisdom gets into your heart and you take these things and you walk with me and all these things, God, dis discretion shall preserve thee. God said, I'm going to give you something. Son, when you get in, you do all these things, this is what it's going to do. I'm going to be with you, but it's going to come in the form of discretion. 
where the hand of God in the midst of the battle, God turns around and says, walk away. I'm serious. When God walks up to you and says, she's not good for you. You don't need to be dating her. Turn, break it off. Have any of you ever been there in those situations? You be honest. It's called the Spirit of God, and it's a wonderful thing. The Spirit of God comes alive in your life when you're walking in fellowship with God. When it's no longer do's and don'ts, and you turn around and you say, man, I heard that message that Pastor Tony talked about separation, and I mean, I shouldn't be involved in those things, and I, you know what, guys, I'm just not. That is that discretion standing next to you going, good job, buddy. That's what I'm talking about. There's two things, though. He gave, he's going to give you two things in this. Discretion shall preserve thee, and listen, and understanding shall keep thee. God said, I'm not only going to keep you safe as you're going through life and you back up to this guy, but understanding is reason, or here's the word, and he's right out of the definition, skillfulness. God literally said, I'm not only going to help you with skillfulness. God said, I'm going to give you ability to know when to do and what to do and how to do it. You know how I like the application of this? When you're in that situation, you're saying, Lord, I don't know what to say. And God whispers in your ear and says, just walk away right now. Tell them that you're sorry. Apologize. Humble yourself. See, God already knows how to fight this. But God promised me something. God promised me something. Here it is. God promised me victory if I'd listen to him. I, I've told you I'm going I'm to help you understand this. And, and so I need, if, if I can have my two friends, I need two friends to come up here. God told me I can have these guys. Discretion and understanding. This is discretion and this is understanding. Don't fight yet. You're not. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. All right. We're not done yet. But it's going to get good, I promise you. Read verse 12 with me. Verse 11. Discretion shall preserve thee. Understanding shall keep thee to deliver thee from the way of the evil man. From the man that speaketh forward thanks. So here it is. Now, Zach, you can kind of come up here. This is how this fight really looks. You guys stand side by side. This is a spiritual battle that we face every day. And the thing is, you feeling a little better about this? No. That's good. <laughs> it was kind of the hope. All right. I'm out of here. Discretion and all these things, we put it in our minds, and I'm telling you, fight hard. Be zealous, take unto you all these things, the full armor of God and guns, saying, stop. Let me tell you how this looks like in real life. Real life is the Holy Spirit of God that is more powerful than anything that you're going to face. It's bigger than my fears. It gives me peace that passes all understanding. God goes before me. God fights my battles. God gives me the strength mentally. God will give me a calm when I'm upset. God will give me strength when I'm freaking out. God gives me all of those things. And it happens through the Spirit of God working through discretion and understanding. God just kind of puts his armor on you and says, you know what? It is bigger, but I'm going to show you how to affect this. He is bigger, but I'm going to show you how to bring him down. He is bigger, but I'm telling you how to get around because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. The only way that I could do this is to say, this is what it looks like on the inside. Okay, hopefully not, man. You'd be. <laughs> but this is what God's saying that he could have. But we have to claim, verse 12, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man speaketh forward things. I just say all this because I've been there. I've been there in times where in my life where I just feel like I just don't want to lose to you anymore. I 
don't. And you bow that knee and you start saying, God, you work in my life and you feed me and you show me and everything. And God begins to build my strength up to where I can stand against the enemy with the discretion and the hand of God and the wisdom of God. This is wisdom right here. When God whispers in your ear and says, I'll show you what to do. I'll help you out. We'll make it happen. You guys can be seated. Say, why are you saying all this? You can keep that. <laughs> and you guys start fighting with your wife so you can say, I understand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> I guess they said all this is close with this. I do believe that there's a way for Christians to win the battle. But we have to get to the point <clears throat> when we understand that this is the only way it's ever, ever going to happen. This is it. You say, well, wait a minute. So going to church is not enough. No, going to church is not enough. You've got to figure out how to get it from hearing to keeping, to hearing to retaining, to the application of God working in your life where all of a sudden, I had a guy, and I'll close with this. I just met out with him a couple weeks ago. He came in from out of town. Came out and gave me a big hug, and I'm standing down here. He got saved, and uh, God saved and worked in his life in a big way. He's in the business world. He works for contractors, rough guys. He came to the church, and he said, man, he goes, dude, the weirdest thing happened to me. I said, what happened? He goes, this guy gave me a horrible deal, messed me up and everything, and I got up, walked over, shook his hand, and said, we'll work this out, and I walked out. I said, okay, what's the big deal? He said, dude, that's the first time I've ever did that where I didn't re reach out and start cussing the guy out and getting mad. He goes, I don't know what's wrong with me, man. He goes, I'm, lo I'm losing that man's stuff that I used to have to stand up for myself. So wait a minute. I said, you didn't stand and cuss the guy out or whatever. And I, I said, so let me tell you, that's what God does in our lives. See, God is a power that takes over in a way to give you what you need to stop ruining your relationships. God gives you a power that you need to stop making you lose your jobs because you rattle off at your boss when you shouldn't be saying certain things. God is the one that begins to work in our lives in ways that we could never do ourselves. I'm going to ask you to take out a pen and write down Proverbs chapter 4, 14 through 27. And if you can read it every day before next Sunday, that would be great. But Solomon kept going and he said, man... He goes, son, I got to tell you, all this is going to work. I promise you all those promises and everything that I'm going to give you. But he said, you've got to take unto you a little more than that. And God begins to explain the next phase of our fight right here. It's, it's, we, we talked about the strength of the fighter and the heart of a fighter, but we've got to get into it because I've got to warn you. And Solomon warned his son about this, and we're going to do the same thing. I'm glad you're here today, but I'm looking for people that are willing to sit in the corner and sit down and say, God, you start telling me what I need to do, and I'll put my own wisdom aside and I'll allow you to work in my life.